I can't get enough. Got a space in my tackle box, just got to fill it up. More love, I can't ever stop. Don't got a basement, got an underground tackle shop. Good evening, everybody. This is Troppy Hippie, your tree-hugging redneck from eastern Kansas, and thank you for tuning in to Lure Love. And with me tonight is outdoor writer Tim Beat. How are you doing tonight, Tim? I am great, John. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, and I've been doing better. Hey, you got us into this Z-Man challenge thing, brother, and I got all my baits, and I got my stuff, and uh, I ran right out and gave them a try. Have you gotten a chance to get out and try? I, I did. And I can tell you, I am super excited about this challenge. So for all of this year, when I fish soft baits, I'm only going to fish these Z-Man Elastec baits. And the reason is they're biodegradable. I'm not a, I love fishing plastics, but I'm not a big fan of losing plastics. And so I actually caught my first fish of the year um, using the Elastec and uh, actually caught a bass through the ice, John, but from shore, I took a big rock I threw it into the middle of the pond, so it punched a hole in it. And I cast a jig on a float, reeled it over the ice till the jig fell in, and yanked a bass out of that hole with one of the Z-Men. So I thought that was a good way to start the year. That is so brilliant. That is so <laughs> 10-year-old and Vanny brilliant. It reminds me of something I'd read in one of your essays, as a matter of fact. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic, man. That's fantastic. Well, mine, mine's a little more uh, uh, conventional. I, I just grabbed one of the, the um, Ned heads and, and put, they had one uh, called Trick Shot. And it's kind of between a fluke and a, and a short plastic worm. And uh, I just love the look of it. But the, the main thing is it's called Meat Dog. Uh, it's got purple and gray. I don't know. You know, I kept picturing this purple dog I, the whole time I was fishing. But anyway, I went down, just did your standard uh, Ned thing where I just would let it set and wiggle it a little bit and let it set till my patience wore out. Then I move it, move it. But uh, caught me a nice, just a nice chunk pound bass. But when I look at the picture, the mouth on that bass is so small and the fish was so fat. And I realized that. Um, all the advice that the pond lady's been giving me is starting to pay off in terms of uh, pond improvement and so forth. And then I nailed a crappie that wasn't more than probably 11, 12 inches long, but Lord have mercy, that thing was so thick through the back. So I know all this brush I've been putting in and all this different things I've been doing to enhance the habitat. You know, she, she's always in favor of those long-term fixes rather than, than just throwing out food or throwing, doing this, you know, during the quickies. When you have that right habitat, then the environment's going to take care of itself. You're going to have the, you know, the, the small minnows, the, the structure for them to hide, for the structure for the bass to ambush and everything like that. So, yeah, it makes a big difference. I'm in the process of doing that for my pond, too. But, but to tie it back to Z-Man, uh, I love these. These are weedless Ned heads. Um, I was fishing in some locust brush. I sent you some pictures of it and, yeah. uh, yeah, it's serious. It's serious brush, but I came through it without a problem and the bait caught the two fish and the bait was able to navigate the no locust needles. So we get these nice biodegradable baits, get a nice plastic bait that supposedly can last one to 200 fish. And that's my thing. I'm going to be, I'm going to be taking fish count and how they compare with what I used to use, uh, how they compare with what glass water sells. I got a story for you. You want to hear what Kathy laid on me, Tim? Yeah, tell me. Uh, 
she was really thought all the baits were cool. And then she saw the, the heads and she goes, are these lead? You know, so she goes to me in this giggly girl. Oh, look at this purple one. It was a funny name. You know, what's TRD mean and all this stuff. And, uh, and she's like, are these jig heads lead? And I was like, yeah. She goes, you're the co-founder of glasswater angling, you know, lead free lures for better outdoors. She goes, you, you can't fish with these. <laughs> okay. I go, well, what am I supposed to do? Cause I can't get the hooks. I can't make the heads. You know, you are going to make lead free heads out of these. And <laughs> anyway, so now I, I get to, I get to cat, I get to make a mold and melt the lead off, preserve the hook and then put it in my mold and then recast it. Well, that that's good, John. Cause one of the things I love the Z man Ned heads because of the, the welded keeper hook that they have, which Heck is yeah. re- really exceptional. And, you know, they've already done this with the last tech and looking at the environment and who knows, maybe, by talking about this, they'll uh, they'll move and do some research and, and create their own lead head because they obviously have a good jig there um, already. So maybe you can do some research for them. You know, just like that keeper you're talking about, that is a, a keeper like no other. It, it makes it almost impossible for that bait to back off the hook. Yet when you go the other way, it doesn't just rip it, to, you know, rip it to heck. This is definitely low profile aluminum wheel, baby. This is a really good keeper. All right. All right, man. Hey, you know, we've been talking a lot about this, this new baits and, and a new tech, but um, you came across some vintage fishing lures and um, wow. It's it just awesome. Tell us all about it. Great story. Great batch of lures. What's going on, bro? Yeah, I got one of the best presents I've ever received in my life. So I grew up fishing with my uncle Larry and we fished mostly for bass using typical equipment, you know, uh, spinning equipment, bait casting gear. Uh, but as Larry got older, he began to fly fish almost exclusively. So recently he asked me if I would like some of his old bass lures that he had in his basement. And obviously I said, send them. I, you know, I definitely want to see these, but I had no idea what amazing things I would find in the box he sent to me. This was like a treasure chest. Uh, some of the lures were more than 40 years old. I I had some matching ones because sometimes we would buy the same lures and um, I had a few, but there was well over a hundred lures in the, uh, the box. And what's funny about this is Larry, when I was growing up, he would fly fish and, and spin fish bait casting. He kind of did everything. But um, one Christmas we, we had a, uh, Christmas party where we all pick names out of a hat who you buy the present for. And I got Larry and I got him a graphite fly rod that he still has to this day. So I, I think it's a good strategy. You you want somebody to buy a lot of these lures, get them into fly fishing. So they'll 40 years later, they'll give you all their lures back. It's a v- very good investment. <laughs> <laughs> but John, let me tell you what was in the, in the box, just some of them. And some of these were new still in boxes. So there were some uh, Rapala fat wraps still in their boxes. There was um, an Uncle Buck's buzzer, which is an inline topwater still in the package. There were some Strike King and Mets uh, bass killer spinner baits in their packages. Then there were things like old jitterbugs from uh, Fred um, Arbogast, who was right here in Ohio. That's where they were made. There was an old one of those Creek Chub wooden jointed um, pikey lures with a metal lip, some Zara spooks. Um, Hula poppers, you name it. And so I am having a ball going through these because there's so many of them. But one of the things that I I began to think about was, well, when you get these old lures or even just lures in general, how do you clean them? Because some people are collectors. I'm going to fish these. I love fishing these old things, but I need to, to make sure that they were in good shape. 
look, looking at the hooks, making sure you got some dirt because some of these had been in Larry's basement for 20 years. So they were pretty covered with um, kind of with gunk and filth. And, and you get the different categories. I mean, you're exactly right. Uh, first of all, you're going to go fish with an old lure. You know, look at the hooks. I mean, uh, it's great to find an old spinnerbait along the edge of the lake. But then if you look in the hooks, you know, get your eyeglass kit out and undo those little screws and take those mounts off and clean them up, get a new treble on there. Uh, but I know one of the tricky things you did was get that oxidation off there. The only way, and everybody knows it's that, that powdery white looking kind of stuff and you can get it with a pencil eraser and you can get it with even with your thumb if you just sit there and rub it long enough but unless you take the time to take all the hooks off and and really bear down on it with rag I mean, even soap and water has a has a real challenging time but uh i heard that you came up with a secret method on that stuff i did and you're right john there's a couple of things you got to clean you got to clean the lure body but you got the hooks the split ring the oxidation and so I did a little bit of research and I tested some different things. And what I found is a product that's in 80% of our listeners' homes already, that you have this in, in your closet someplace. And I think it's the best way to clean lures. And I'm going to give you a little bit of history about it, but the product is WD-40. WD-40. The, the multi-use, it's their standard version. Now, most people think WD-40 is a lubricant because you know for squeaks and stuff. And it is in part, but... Um, WD-40 literally stands for Water Displacement 40th Formula. So that's the name that came straight out of the lab book that the chemists used in 1953, the, a guy named Norm Larson. He was attempting to develop a formula to prevent corrosion. And how do you prevent corrosion? By displacing water, getting water off of something. And so um, his persistence paid off and it was his 40th try. Now the company was called Rocket Chemical Company. They were putting together rust prevention solvents and degreasers for use in the aerospace industry. This is one of their first products, and it was to protect the outer skin of the Atlas missile. Whoa. Isn't that cool? Wow. And the product worked so well that some of the employees were sneaking cans out of the plant to, um, to use at home. Right. So WD-40 has anti-corrosion agents. It, it penetrates it displaces water and it removes soil. So it's designed to get under dirt, grime, and grease. It's also designed to loosen rust to metal bonds. So you got your rusty hooks on there that are something that's frozen. And it, then it also protects metal services from future corrosion. So it's perfect for, uh, for cleaning lures. And better than that, it's safe on most plastics, rubbers, and vinyls. But that's the part that would have scared me. Right. I, I knew it was a solvent. So I'm like, I ain't spraying this on no, you know, 60 yeah. year old, 50 year old lure, but it works on most of them as well as the metals. And uh, the, the cans have not contained CFCs for more than 30 years. So the cans even nice. environmentally um, friendly. So it really works well. But what's interesting is when you go to their website and I did some research, you look at what else they use it for. And it's things that people don't think about. So spraying it on your snow shovel to keep snow from sticking in to protect it from salt cleaning stainless steel sinks it's a great cleaner for stainless steel wow so you don't have to worry when you clean out your lures and, and you rinse them in the sink this isn't a bad solvent that's going out it, it's uh, it's designed for that or cleaning tar and bugs from your car the funny thing is people use it for so many different uh uses that wd-40 on their website lists has a document 2000 uses sent in by users and listen to some of these john all right. It, it keeps snake and reptile skins pliable in taxidermy. 
<laughs> okay. Re- removes residue left by double-backed toupee tape. <laughs> <laughs> Protects and maintains armor suits. Removes barnacles from the bottom of boats. Keeps tackle from freezing during ice fishing. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Keeps lures from snagging on lily pads and lake grass. And re- refurbishes antique lures. So it actually says on the website that's one of the um, the the uses. There's a lot of myths about WD-40. One of them is that you find online is some people think that it contains fish oil, and the reason is if you go to YouTube, a lot of people say that WD-40 is a fish attractant and they use it as a, a fish attractant, which I do not recommend it um, for. It may yeah. work that way, but you don't want to be spraying the stuff in your your pond, your river, your lake. But the WD-40 actually says that consumers have told them over the years that they've caught some of the biggest fish after protecting their their fish hooks and lures with it. But here's my thought. With a lot of solvents, John, as you know, it might clean the lure, but it might have a smell and a residue that that repulses the fish. So in this case, you at least don't have to worry about that. You don't want to use it as an attractant, but it's not going to be a repellent for fish. That's great. No, that is a huge concern. There's so much anecdotal and some science about fish smelling stuff and being either attracted or repelled. It, there's, there's a lot there. Uh, I would be concerned. Two of the uses that I think are have some fishing applications. These are true stories that people sent in that were particularly funny. One was there was a bus driver in Asia who had a python that had coiled itself around the undercarriage of the bus and he sprayed it with WD-40 and it slipped off. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, okay. So my thought is, if you're ever deep sea fishing and a giant octopus attacks you, you just got to spray it with that WD-40. Got to be got to be in everybody's kit. Right. One, of, one of the other stories, where there's some police officers who had responded to a, a burglar breaking into a building and the burglar was trapped in the air conditioning duct. <laughs> By the way, he was naked. <laughs> So they sprayed WD-40 to to pull them out. So my thought is, if you're ever fishing too much in the morning and you're late for work and yeah. you got to sneak into your office through the ducks, bring your <laughs> WD-40 with you. You're just pushing your clothes ahead. Of you, you know. Oh man! Well, that is fascinating, Tim. That is absolutely yeah. cool. So let wow, me tell you the pro. Let me walk you through the process. It's just, yeah, just pretty it, quick. But what I did is I got an empty two-liter plastic soda bottle and I cut off the bottom. And the reason is. Those two liter bottles have five small indentations in the bottom, which are perfect to kind of dangle the hooks in as they oh, soak. And so then okay. you can use less WD-40. You don't have to spray it in. And so you're immersing the entire lure. So I would put the, right. the lure into the bottom. I'd spray both sides and then make sure the indentations had enough WD-40 to cover the hooks and the split rings. And I, I let them sit for an hour or two, depending on how dirty they were. Okay. But as you said before, John, you can remove the, the hooks and split rings if you want them to soak separately, and that can be a good idea. You definitely need a pair of a decent pair of split ring pliers to get those hooks yeah. off, especially when they're yes. they're rusty. Um, now, for bigger split rings, I don't have a problem, but do you have any tips? I use a lot of small split rings, and sometimes even the small split ring pliers are tough to get in there and, and get hooks on and off. Any tips on that? Uh, well, the only tip I would have is I use split rings down to double aught, which are about as small as you can get. And I use uh, what are called Zuron, X-U-R-O-N, Zuron split ring pliers. I've got 
baby blue handles and they're a little more. Um, I've seen them as cheap as 10. I've seen them as much as 20. Um, when you're looking for the top quality wrench, the top quality tool for this, try Zuron pliers because the jaws are fine, but they're made out of a real good metal that, uh, well, I put together close to 5,000 baits and that's 10,000 split rings. And that's, that's a testimonial for Zuron right there. Yeah. I figured you would know what well, that's good. I'm going to pick up a pair of those because I have a cheaper pair and on the small split rings, it doesn't work as well. Right. So, so then after it's been soaking a while, I use got an, uh, a soft toothbrush not a hard bristle one because you don't want to you know damage these or or rip the paint off of them and so <laughs> i you know personally i use an electric toothbrush so whenever i go to the dentist i always ask for hey give me a couple more of those samples so i can brush my teeth and then i use them for projects like this no, right. <laughs> <laughs> then after you know after it's all um done you rinse the lure body and the hooks i just rinse them under the faucet because i'm cleaning the sink at the same time and then after the hooks are dry i take a i really kind of examine them they often need to be sharpened. So, you you know, you can buy a, sh a hook sharpener for 10 bucks. That's a critical piece of it, even if they look good. If they don't look good, then I just, I bought some extra split rings and, and uh, single um, inline hooks or some treble hooks and put those on. And in many cases, you're as good as new. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like all the steps I'd take. You know, it's no point in going through all this time and tackle and preparation and having the, you know, killer rod and reel and then the lure you're throwing has dull hooks or a hook that's going to break or a ring that's going to break or come open or whatever so yeah make sure you get an eye to those details so uh, your vintage lure goes out and uh, performs just like something that was made yesterday yeah and some of these just look amazing oh my goodness yeah that looks so, like uh, that looks like dawn of the dead the lure yeah. <laughs> so this is an old black um jitterbug this is the, that's the top. You can see it's so oxidized, the bottom of it, you can hardly even tell that it's black. And this is what, just the WD-40 and the toothbrush, that's the top of it. You can see all the lettering. Oh, it's beautiful. And there's the bottom of it. Yeah, no. Perfect it, condition. It, it, it's great condition. It's just unbelievable because the one thing really did look like it had been taken out of the crypt from, you know, 2000 years ago. And now it looks just great. Just looks like 1965 all over again. I see no reason if you have an, a lure that maybe it's only a few years old, but you've been doing some hard fishing with it and it's dirty. This is a quick way um, to do it, especially when you start to get some of that surface rust. The WD-40 will take that surface rust right off. Man, that is fantastic and uh, incredible. Um, all righty. Well, listen, thank you so much for all those tips. That was just awesome. I mean, I got so buzzed looking at that stuff and it you know, wasn't even mine. And uh, then when you started putting up how you were bringing, um, you know, a lot of it looked good and was in great shape. But, yeah, there were some real, real zombies in there. Um, and now they look good as ever. So thanks for uh, cluing us in and talking us through on how to make sure those vintage lures are brought back to fish catching perfection. Let's go to the Lurematic computer for a second and see what she has to say about WD-40. Let's do it. Greetings. Fleshbound Fisher Dudes. I have been listening to your discussion of WD-40. You got so excited about it, that you sounded a bit like a late-night infomercial. With that in mind, I have produced a WD-40 advertisement. Here it goes. Are you afraid to show strangers your musky minnow because it's so muddy? Do you hide your flying helgramite when your in-laws visit because it's stained? 
Are you embarrassed that your Hinkle Lizard has lost its luster? Is your supersonic shiner soiled? Hi, I'm the Luramatic Computer and I'm here to tell you about WD-40, the miracle cleaner that will have your creek chub plunker plunking and your mud puppy barking in no time. WD-40, the high-tech cleaning agent used by astronauts, is your road to a cleaner happier tackle box. Imagine your adoring cheering fans as you win the fishing tournament, and take home a new boat. Hey, that could be me. No regular cleaner can do that. And imagine all your fishing dreams coming true. Wow, someone sent me 10 free fishing rods in the mail. And what about those pesky fish and game wardens? I was going to cite you for fishing without a license but your lures are so clean, I'm going to let you off and also give you $50. Just spray your filthy lures with WD-40 and your life will be transformed. Hey, my hair is growing back. Whether you're a pro, a noob or a weekend warrior, WD-40 is for you. Remember, nothing cleans your supersonic shiner like WD-40. Call now and get a free fish nerds ball cap. But that's not all. We'll also send you half a tuna sandwich the crappy hippie left in his tackle bag for a week. But I'm still not done. Call right now and we'll double the offer. That's right, two cans of WD-40, two fish nerds caps, and two tuna sandwich halves. Wait, that's an entire tuna sandwich. That's right, an entire tuna sandwich. Call now to order. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Well, that was that was hilarious. That is awesome, Tim. I love the Luramatic computer. All right, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in to Lure Love tonight. This is John King, the crappie hippie, co-founder of Glasswater Angling, your tree-hugging redneck from eastern Kansas with outdoor writer Tim Lure Beats and Tight Lines and Valentines. You've been on my mind. Never enough lures to tie to the end of my line. Lure Love, can't I make you see? 